0: Just before we start, um, just to let you know, we have some resource outside. Worship is such a powerful way to change the atmosphere in your world. Um, that, it's actually what I'll be ministering on this morning. But I've found in my own life, there's times where you know it's just hard. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. You've all felt the same thing, and it's just great sometimes to have worship music that you can put on and just sort of change the atmosphere of what's going on. Uh, I've got these three worship instrumentals that just really the Lord had me do. I was meditating on that scripture where David, it said, my heart instructs me in the light, nighttime seasons. Sometimes we have such a busy lifestyle. Who knows what I'm talking about? You're just running and chasing your tail just as a normal day that just... To quiet yourself for a few moments and hear the leading and the directing of the Holy Spirit is a very important thing. So that we've got those instrumentals out there, I know they'll be a blessing. We've had some um, great testimonies from non-Christian people who've come because people play them in their shops sometimes. Had one hairdresser complain about one of mine, said when I put your CDs on, my hairdressers cut really slowly. And but they said, I don't know. What is, because we understand God inhabits the presence and the praises, of, the praises of his people. Amen. So they're there, and I've got a worship CD as well. So they'll be available up the back. And all the money goes to the hungry children. Christy and my hungry children. But, okay, that's a bad joke. Still gets a laugh. Okay, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. I don't know if you've noticed, but we live in a pretty dark world. You know, I was once trying to teach my children just about um, ocean currents. And we live um, on the beautiful Gold Coast, which has got the memo that it's spring. I'm hoping the West gets it soon. Um, And I was just in this, it was like a river inlet, and I was just swimming there, and I wanted the children to understand, because you can't always see the movement of the water. And so I said, look, and I was swimming with just enough effort to stay completely still in relation to them. And then I just went, and then I said, Nip, but watch. And I threw my hands in the air and I just got swept along with the current. And they were amazed at how quickly I was swept along. You know, there's nothing you can do to be more saved than you are when you accept Jesus as your Lord. But we live in a very negative world that is washing us with negative, dark stuff. Every single day. Every time we turn on the television set, it's death, it's darkness, it's destruction. It's you're going to lose your home, you're going to lose your job, you're going to get this disease. And it just can be washing over us constantly, constantly, constantly. Who's ever felt that sometimes? You go to work and it's negativity and, 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 and it, it can affect our souls. I and mean, we're people that believe in a great God and great promises. And those promises, I don't want you to to confuse you. They're available to you the second you accept Jesus. They're yours because you're in Christ. But what can happen is the negativity and darkness of the world can so condition us that it's sad that we even see uh, a family that's been together for. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, and we're in shock. Where well, that was God's design to be the norm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, what I'm talking, I want to talk to you today about changing that atmosphere in your world. Because I believe that if we're not proactive, we just get swept along with the negativity that's going out there in the world. It's so easy, it falls into our vernacular. I... I Christy and I are very sensitive to the words that we speak over ourselves and over our children because we see it sometimes even in the church where, you know, oh, yeah, the old ball and chain, you know, oh, I was happy and then I got married and, you know. And, it, and okay, you think, yeah, it's just a joke, get over yourself. But we're constantly looking and speaking the negative over our lives. We're going with the way the world goes. We're watching the football yesterday. No, we are praying. Now, we're watching the football, all right? And the, and the ad comes on, you know, and I don't want to offend anybody. You know, the what is it, the Colton Mid ad where the guy, he's there, is supposed to be in a lovely time with his wife, and then his mate, mate just happens to be there. Oh, Dono, who would have thought? And then the other one, oh, Jack, as I live and breathe. And the next minute, all the mates are there, and they go, let's go to the bar. And they just leave their wives as if, well, why would you want to spend time with your wife? How dumb. It's the way of the world. So we need to wash ourselves. Anyway, getting carried away. Chapter 2 of Ephesians. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. You see, there is a darkness in this world that was never God's design. Thank God we've been redeemed from it. Hallelujah. Thank God we've got authority over it. Praise God. But what I want to talk to you today, and I really want to encourage the men, take the authority back over the atmosphere over your home. If you're a single mom or you're a single dad or whether you're a married couple, take authority over the atmosphere that's over your kids' lives because we've been designed, we've been given authority on this earth. Jesus the last thing he said when he went up was all authority has been given to me and I give it to you. Now what are we doing with that authority? Are we because it's not supposed to be passive. Turn in your bibles back to Ephesians chapter 1. You see there is a warfare but some of us have been around some of us have been Christians for a while. Who remembers like the early 90s warfare sort of movement? I'm not trying to offend anybody. But we were we were binding, and we were loosing everything, and we were shouting at the devil. Some of us we've been there, yeah. Remember that? I used to say, I bind you, I bind you, and 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 I didn't could never be understand what I was supposed to be binding or loosing. Wasn't sure. So if I bound it for a while and nothing happened, I loosed it. All right, I loose you, I bind you, and I loose you, and we spent our whole lives shouting at the devil. And you know what happened? We lost our voice. That was about it. Now, I'm not, hey, there was some great revelation because at least people were realizing that they had an authority. Praise God for that. Okay, so I'm not, I am not bagging any ministry. God bless anyone lifting up the name of Jesus. But I began to see there's something powerful in the Word of God, and I'd never seen this before. So we're going to read from verse 7 of Ephesians chapter 1. It says, In Him we have redemption. Through his blood the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made abound towards us in all wisdom and imprudence. If you look at some translations, it says that it's like we have his redemption, it was like encapsulated in his wisdom. It was the very essence of the wisdom of God, the fact we are redeemed. The Bible even says that if the princes and the principalities had have known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Any of us who've seen the um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when when the Lion, when Aslan, which is our, which is a type and shadow of Jesus, is killed, all the demonic hordes they rejoice because they think they've won. It was their absolute defeat. So it says, our it's like our the greatest wisdom of God was our redemption. Going on in verse nine, having made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good purpose which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth. You know, the Bible says in no more male nor female, slave nor free, but one, we're in Christ. There's one reason I can stand boldly before the throne room of grace and accept all of his promises. I'm in Jesus. And everything, I'm not saying that we don't need to pray. Thank God we pray. I'm not saying we don't need to give. Thank God we give. But we give out of that place of knowing who we are in Christ. We have to know who we are. You're in Jesus, you're in Him. Um, In Him, we also have obtained an inheritance, verse 11. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who works out all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. I want you to just quickly flick over. This is a very simple thought, but it began to change the way I took authority over the atmosphere of my Lord. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10 it says, For no, sorry, wrong. to the intent now that the manifold wisdom of God might make sorry the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principality and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our lord now we used to always take this scripture that okay that the church is you know we we're, we're taking on the principalities and powers over our Over our families, over our cities, over our nations. And that's true. But look at the first part. It's the intent now that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. What did we read in that previous scripture was the manifold wisdom of God. The fact that we are redeemed. The fact that we are blood-bought, paid-for Christians that can stand with all the authority that Jesus paid for because we are in Him that something happens when you're facing lack or you might be under an atmosphere of lack and debt. I've seen that. You can see it with families that have just grown up in poverty and they've grown up with lack and it becomes conditioned into them that they, they never believe that that can ever be any different. My, my parents were raised in an atmosphere of lack and it's very difficult, even though they've always been blessed, to break out of that mentality that it might be all gone tomorrow. And so one of the ways to take back the authority of that atmosphere and break it, you can sense it sometimes, When, especially if you travel to third worlds, it's like this atmosphere of lack, that we let the principalities, the powers that know there is blessing in this house because I'm in Christ. All of my needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I give, it's given unto me, I am blessed with every blessing in Christ, and as I begin to Put that out into the atmosphere; something changes. But it's something that we need to be consistent. Sometimes we, people have just they've been so used to sickness, like and and yes, we all we can we should never judge other people because they have challenges that you may never face. But we can to proclaim because I am in Christ, He was pierced for my transgressions; He was crushed for my iniquities. The punishment that brought me peace was upon Him, and by His stripes. I'm healed, and I begin to proclaim these promises into the atmosphere as my own, something begins to change. And it's something that we need to be consistent with because I've seen all of us, when we get something um, new in the Lord and, and, and we stay, we might make a decision, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak black all the time. And we, we might make a couple of positive confessions. You might grasp hands with your wife and say, Father, I thank you that we are blessed. We're in Christ. We're tithers. Father, we're blessed and in, and we're in you. So we expect good things to happen in Jesus' name. And then we get home, we turn on the television, and they say uh, the economy looks really bad. And then we slip back into, what are we going to do? Oh, my gosh, well, I might lose my job. Oh, my gosh, we mightn't be able to pay our mortgage. How are we going to pay our car payment? It's something that we need to make a decision is going to be the preeminent force in our home. Make a decision today. We speak life in this home. That we're going to speak. You know, make a decision. We're going to speak life in this church. You know, people should notice there's a difference in the atmosphere when they come into this place. You know, other places, they go, you know, I go other places. Everybody is just picking on each other. Everybody is just criticizing each other. But when I come here, all I hear is life. That's an atmosphere of heaven. But it doesn't happen passively. We have to make the decision to speak those words of life into atmosphere, to sometimes put a guard over our mouth. I have to do this. You know, the things of God, sadly, because we've been so conditioned whilst we were designed to do them, they don't come naturally. We have to retrain ourselves to the new normal of being new covenant redeemed believers. And that often starts with this thing just below your nose. That's what praise is. I've got it in my phone, my Bible, my office, my iTunes, all this stuff, scriptures that just daily I personalize. And I'll just go, Father, I thank you. You meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you that because I'm in Christ, I am your beloved. And I begin to speak these words over. Father, I thank you as Christy and I start our lives together that we are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. We will lend. We won't be borrowing. Just begin to speak these words of life over each other. Have you ever noticed negative words seem to attract negative consequences. Have you ever noticed that? Some people that just, it's sad and, and it's just, I'm not judging because it's the conditioning of the world that they've lived in or the, the situations that they've been through, but they're never positive. Don't look at the person next to you right now, especially if you're married to them. I was this person Always, you know, the glass was never half full, always half empty. If I was in a situation, 20 things are right, one thing's wrong. That was the thing that I focused on. All these great things happened to me, one not so great. All I can think about is the one not so great thing that happened to me. And you know what? I just got in this cycle of just negative stuff. And I began to speak it over my kids. You get the situation. They do 50 things right, one thing's wrong. What do you talk about all day? The thing they did wrong. And they get conditioned to, oh, here comes old bad news. It's just we've got to change that and be a person that's going to make a decision to speak life. I'm still a work in progress in this, so please don't think I'm standing from the, I have this all together. I don't. I have to... You know, the Bible says that we have to clothe ourselves with humility. Who is wearing the same clothes they were born in? You have to get up. You have to take the clothes out of the closet. You have to put them on. At the end of the night, you have to... It's a process that we have to daily put into our lives, that we are going to speak the praises of God. We are going to charge the atmosphere fear of our world with faith and not fear, life and not death. Be not a person that charges the world with negativity. I heard this story once. It's a bit of a silly story, but it, it so proves what happens. This guy was going into a... I had this really negative hairdresser once. And I was like, why? I'm just sitting here. You, oh, life just sucks. And he's cutting my hair. But I heard this story. This guy he had a really negative sort of outlook on life. And this guy comes in he's really happy. Notice how negative people seem to like attract to a magnet to someone who's really happy. It's like, because you're making me feel uncomfortable. You are too happy and I'm going to change that. You don't want that person on the door of the church. So, you know, this guy comes in. He's like, why are you so happy? He's like, I'm going to Italy. He's going, worst country on the planet. How are you getting there? I'm flying Air Italia. Voted the worst airline in the history of aviation. Where are you going in Italy? I'm going to Rome, the dirtiest city on the planet. We all know this guy. What are you going to do when you go to, the, to go to Rome? I want to see the Vatican, completely overrated. Why do you want to see the Vatican? Well, I'm hoping the Pope will be there, and maybe the Pope, I can speak to the Pope. He won't even be there. Have a nice day. Guy comes back six weeks later. Ah, oh, did you have your trip? Yeah. How was it? Italy. What a fantastic, beautiful country. Oh, the culture, the food, the wine. It was wonderful. Oh, what about Air Italia? Upgraded me to business class. The most beautiful wonderful stewardesses in the world. It was amazing. Oh, what about Rome? What a city. The history, the architecture, the people. It was amazing. What about the Vatican? Oh, my goodness, the Vatican. It was incredible. It was wonderful. I'll bet the Pope wasn't there. He was there. He was speaking. In fact, he came down and he spoke to me. You're kidding. What did he say? That's the worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. Don't be that negative person. It's a bit of silliness, but seriously, it happens. My life changed when I began to speak words of life. My relationships changed when I began to speak words of life over the people in my world. I'm not being smart because every one of these mistakes I have made. I just wrote a couple of things. How praise changes our atmosphere. You know, something changed here. This is a wonderful place. This is an anointed place. But when we as a group of people gathered together and began to lift up the atmosphere, you know, we, we all live real lives. You know, some people think sometimes, you know, oh, we're Christians and so nothing ever goes wrong. Hello? You know, we face the same pressures that are out. Sometimes in ministry, they think, "Oh, you're a minister; you got a free ticket." Angels do not appear at my door with a bag of gold every day. I wish they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be really offended if I get to heaven and find out that was what was supposed to happen. But just stuff happens. You know, I've woken I've woken up in cities after 30 hours of plus of traveling. Qantas loved my bags so much they wanted to keep them. I'm wearing the same clothes that I've worn for two days. That's a nice feeling. And I've got to get up, and I don't feel like praising God. I'm just going to be honest. You know, if you get up and say, good morning, say hello to the person next to you and say, isn't it wonderful being in church? I feel like sometimes i going to get up, good morning, say to the person next to you, I want to punch you in the face. I'm just being honest. I'm sorry. My fiance shattered. <laughs> she thought it's, it's true. It's just true. We can wake up tired. We could have had a big week. Stuff could be happening with the kids. But when we make a decision that we're going to speak life, when we make a decision that we're going to lift up the name of Jesus, regardless of what we're seeing in our world, when we make a, G- a decision to make Him the preeminent thought in our life, not the negativity that we're facing, the Bible says that what these things that we're facing, they're temporary. They're subject to change. But the Word of God, which is eternal, it doesn't change. So I choose to link myself to the immovable rather than the movable. And so as we begin, did you notice, as we begin to lift up and focus on him and charge the atmosphere of this place with faith and with life and with joy, you feel the change. I've seen it. And do you know what? Some, some of us that have been in the things of the Lord, we should take that on board as we're doing something for those that maybe are struggling. I've seen as a worship leader, people like, like oh, I dare you know, worship. Like you can just tell their arms across, I'm not, don't you dare tell me to lift my hands, or I'll thump you. And just as people begin to worship and praise and the atmosphere changes, you just see their countenance change. And I've had people come up after a service and go, this happened twice, I was going to kill myself. But something happened in It wasn't because of me, it's because God's people together began to charge the atmosphere of that place and took back the authority. And the darkness that was over that person's life couldn't stand it. It has to leave. You know, imagine that. You're filling your home with the praises of God and the life of God. The kids will go, What happened? Who are you and where are my parents? (laughs) We need a new normal. Husbands, don't criticize your wives. Speak life over that gift that God has given you. Speak,
1: li-
0: <laughs> Speak life over your kids. Speak life over your kids. It changes so much. The Bible says, just quickly in closing, Psalm 22, verse 3, He is enthroned in the praises of Israel. You want to bring God into your situation, you just start praising Him. He can't stay away. When This to talk... You know, Psalm 133 talks about where the brethren dwell together in unity. God commands blessing. Do you know what? It doesn't say where the brethren dwell together in unity and all their doctrine is absolutely perfect and every person's perfect. No, it says when they come together in unity, God commands, I will bless it. That happens when we worship Him. Romans 12, verse 2, says that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. I started the this meeting by talking about the negative flow of the world and how it can condition us to not be able to believe for the promises and all the good things that are in the Word of God that are ours. But as we begin to praise Him, as we begin to worship Him, as we begin to take authority over the atmosphere of our world, when we see symptoms that contradict our redeemed privileges in Him, that we go, no, 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 no. The Word of God says this is mine, and Father, I thank you for it in Jesus' name because I'm in Christ. And we speak those words over, and sometimes it might look like all of hell is against you, but it cannot stand against the Word of God. When you change the atmosphere, I've had people say they've played, my biggest fan in music is this little old lady in America who was on a lung transplant list who used to carry a little oxygen bottle everywhere she went. But she said she got the music and she just refused to have like a negative sort of thing around her life. And she just immersed herself in the presence of God and she got supernaturally healed. No lung transplant needed anymore. She took authority over the atmosphere in her world. Steve, can you come back? Where are you, mate, on the keyboard? Come on, can we just raise our hands to the Lord just for a moment? That's a very simple thought I've shared with you today that I find it's the simple things that we tend to let go. Just play, man. Make a decision. From now on, you're going to speak the promises of life, of the Word of God, not your fears. That you are going to speak life over the people you love and not criticism and negativity. And I'm not belittling what you're going through, but if you're going through a tough time, that you will take authority over the atmosphere of your world, realizing you are a redeemed, loved child of the living God. That God is for you and not against you that he will never leave you nor forsake you and realize that when you're with God, you will always be in the majority. I know we've, we've officially finished, it's 11.30, but if there's anyone just quickly as we finish, you're feeling overwhelmed by the what's going on in your world. There's no condemnation. You're amongst friends and family and loved ones. But you feel you just might need a little bit of help in changing that cycle of fear and negativity. I'd just quickly like to pray for you. Christy and I'll just quickly we'll, we'll pray for you just very quickly. It won't be long, but just sometimes you just need someone to stand beside you and just help you to make that from that first step. And you know what? If you make this decision and you go home and you fall into your sight. Bad cycles. Don't get condemned. Just go, oh, hang on. That's not me. I'm sorry, Lord. Or I'm sorry, whoever I spoke negatively to. In the name of Jesus, I speak life. But if that's you and you want prayer, I just want you to quickly come down the front. I'm not going to hold this on. If you're all fine, we don't. This is just to make it available. But some of us have been in those. Remember, I talked about the record with the scratch. These cycles that just keep coming back and back and back and you've conditioned yourself to think, I guess this is it. This is the way it has to stay. I believe the word of the Lord this morning to you is that that's not the case. Just raise your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person here. I'm not going to ask you what you're going through, but just know that the Lord is with you and i against you. That his grace is sufficient for you to face whatever situation that you are facing right now. And his love for you is more than you can ever understand. Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you, Jesus. Come on, reach out your hands towards these people. Your heads. I just believe there's just an anointing of peace if you just give it a couple more moments. One of the greatest robbers of everything is stress. Stress. I'm medically trained. Any medical person will tell you the majority of disease states are rooted and grounded in stress. I believe there's an anointing break that off your life. If that's you, just reach out to the Lord, just right where you are. Father, I just thank you for your blanket of peace, just washing, washing over every person, Father. Father, that this will be a people that will do great things, but they will be anxious for nothing. Lord. They will be anxious for nothing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Just right now, you just need to make a decision in your heart. Say, I lay that anxiety at the foot of the cross. I lay that anxiety now and I make a decision. I'm not picking it up anymore. If you get home and that bill looks you in the face, you go, no, I'm not worrying about that anymore because I've laid that anxiety at the foot of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Just receive peace right now. Peace. while we're closing I don't know everybody here if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord heaven is real hell is real no person ever needs to go to hell because Jesus paid with his whole life so that you would not have to he says behold I stand at the door and knock your life was designed to walk with Jesus Jesus you might be a fantastic person, a good person, but your life will never be everything it was designed to be without Jesus because it's that part of you. You were designed to never be without. You were never designed to be without God. So if that's you, if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I'd just like you to raise your hands. Just raise up here. let me pray for you. See so you've never accepted Jesus. Never accepted Jesus as your Lord. Is there anybody here? I'm just praying for the ladies down in front. Father, I thank you for this wonderful church. I thank you that this will be a church that people, when they walk into, will notice that there is an atmosphere of heaven in Jesus' name. The Father, there will be an open heaven because the praises and the promises of God are spoken in this place. Father, I thank you that this is a church that people will notice when they walk into the homes that the atmosphere of heaven abides because it's a place where life is spoken and not death. Father, I thank you that this is a church where people will see the blessing in the hand of God on the children because the words and the promises of God are proclaimed over them and not the fear and negativity of the world. Amen. Amen. Let's just thank him. Just lift your hands and just be good. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Father, thank you for your
0: goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Amen. Let's
1: just give a hand to Peter. Thank you, Jesus. What a word in season. Amen. Such a word in season. Thank you so much. true. And this church has such potential. And thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable in the Word and the worship. But I think we should just um, invite Peter back up with his Beyonce and the worship team. And let's just do another praise song and release you guys. But be blessed. Let's change the atmosphere. Let's turn our lives around and let's just keep going for the Lord. Amen. Don't forget tonight, 6 15 movies start, come out. Enjoy your long weekend. Stay safe Remember, you are an overcomer. You will survive this week in Jesus' name. And we'll see you next Sunday. Praise God.